What's up, everybody? Anthony Kazenda here. This is the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. This is Happening Headlines, and that tune you heard on the way in, and you will hear on the way out of the episode, is from our good friend Ian Ryder of Holy Coast Band, a local musician doing some shows and all kinds of great music in the Ohio area. So go check out his band, their music, Holy Coast Band, on Bandcamp. And other platforms, you can find it in a few different places. And we thank them for supplying us with some good tunage on the way in and out. Good to talk to everybody. This is, as I mentioned, happening in headlines. We're going to be, I say it every time, we're going to be quick. And I got to be quick because I got to be somewhere in a little bit. So <laughs> I'm, I'm being selfish and uh, I got to be somewhere in a little bit. And we've got still, even so, we've got a lot of headlines to get to with the Cincinnati Bengals, with the AFC North and around the NFL. So let's get to those. Before we do, got to remind everybody that you got to subscribe to the Cincy Jungle podcast channel through your favorite audio platform. Leave us a review if you could. A five-star one would be awesome. That helps out the show and it helps out our egos. So if you can, leave a five-star review and get it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts and listen to your podcast. So subscribe, leave us a review. And of course, our YouTube channel, you can go right about there. There's a little icon down there. You can click that and subscribe to the YouTube channel as well as hit the bell to be notified to when new content is available. And when we go live, all that kind of stuff, you can also like the Cincy Jungle Facebook page. We stream live there. You can also follow Cincy Jungle on Twitter and our show on Twitter at Bengals OBI. We've got some good stuff. Fun time last week with Ike Taylor and Mark Bergen of Believe in Steelers podcast. And we've got a good one coming up for you this week to round out the AFC North previews. Um, Jeff uh, Jeff Lloyd of um the Locked on Browns podcast joins us. So pretty stoked about that. And that'll be coming to you Wednesday evening on our on our big show. All right. So let's start diving into some of these headlines here, some of which are on CincyJungle.com. Others are from a number of different sources. Some big news here and shows just how rapid the fan base has been. Here you go. And I will pin these in the live chat as well. Bengals sell out of season tickets and enact a wait list. So there's the link for everybody there. I'll give you full screen so you don't have to see my ugly mug the whole time for those looking at the video here. This is the link. You can go to a number of different sources to get your tickets, but here's the thing. I mean, it's, it's, you know, uh, they were originally one of the f- first 13 teams who did not need a wait list for season ticket purchases. Now they join the majority of clubs with an overflowing demand of season tickets is what's written here on Cincy Jungle. So, you know, if you got to get those one-off tickets or, you know, if you were late to the game there, you got to be on a wait list because of those AFC champions from last year. Their success is driving the, the demand there. A lot of folks have their season tickets and you may have to play the waiting game a little bit if you did not get yours. So uh, you can keep it to the team's official website and you know, there's, there's an app and all kinds of different stuff that you can check out in order to keep an eye on tickets. But for right now, it looks like you may have to do those one-off tickets for Paul Brown stadium games and kudos, kudos to the Bengals, kudos to the fans for 
supporting. And we've long said, I know a lot of fans have said this as well. We've long said that if the Bengals win and when they win and when they win regularly, when they win the big games, when they win the playoff games, their playoff staples, the, the fans will support them. There's no doubt about it. There, That is a rabid fan base in Cincinnati and around the country. So they, and then, you know, proof right there. Here is some more news on training camp coming up here. Dates and times announced. And this, this is on Cincy Jungle. Some kind of important stuff coming up here as the Bengals will resume on-field workouts pretty soon here. Um, back together Saturday, which is a cool event. Um, kind of kicks off the fan, um, the fans coming back for training camp and all kinds of things. I think if I remember correctly, this was um, something that was, you know, they, they kind of did this during last season, you know, as kind of, you know, with a lot of COVID stuff still being navigated and whatnot, they did this last season and they did a pretty good job with everything in place. Uh, but this is the lone op- opportunity on July 30th, back together Saturday, to watch the Bengals practice inside Paul Brown Stadium. Uh, and then you've got Dan Hoard, Dave Lapham are, are there at commentary throughout practice. There are photo opportunities. Um, so you'll, you will want to do that. Uh, and so uh, the photo opportunities at Back Together Saturday will include an opportunity to take pictures with the Lamar Hunt AFC Championship Trophy, um, rule the jungle the ruler of the jungle throne and all kinds of different things. And then all other open practices will take place at the Kettering health practice fields located just West of Paul Brown stadium. So you can see that there, but uh, here are some of the dates, Wednesday, July 27th gates open at one 30. You've got Thursday, July 28th um, gates again, one 30 Friday, July 29th. Saturday is that back together Saturday with a ticket required Monday, August 1st, August 2nd, day off on the third, fourth. Uh, and you can see here, most of the times are going to be at one 30 Eastern practice beginning at two 15. And then of course, Sunday, August 14th, I don't know how rigorous practice will be for a number of different reasons. We've heard from, you know, uh, Zach Taylor and others that the Bengals really listened to their players. They really listened to, you know, a lot of different factors and took, took into account a lot of different things when it, came time to, you know, players needed some recovery time, veteran rest days, all that kind of stuff throughout the entire season. Uh, and it led to a really healthy roster this last year, which ultimately led helped lead them to the AFC title. So we'll see if, you know, I'm sure there's still going to be some, obviously some practicing and in the heat and whatnot. But I mean, I, I, I think that gone are the days of the Oklahoma drill and all kinds of different things like that. I think the Bengals and this staff are really kind of keeping an eye on things and want to maintain that roster health as much as possible, as much as they can kind of feel like they can control it there. So, but those are the dates there uh, late starting in at the end of July and through the middle of August with that back together Saturday on July 30th. And that link is on the live chats there for those who are tuning in and or watching after the fact, you can go through the comment threads in the videos and check out those links there. All right. The goat, Anthony Munoz, friend of our show. We always love having him on and we always got to tell you, go support the Munoz foundation. You guys did an awesome job last summer when we did, uh, when we had Anthony Munoz on, we had Ken Anderson on, we had Ken Riley, the second on, and you guys did an awesome job helping us raise thousands of dollars literally for those charities. And we were, uh, we're pretty stoked about that. But Anthony Munoz, when he gives the seal of approval, 
you gotta listen. And I know a couple of years ago when we had him on and we talked about Jonah Williams, he was pretty excited about Jonah Williams being with the Bengals. And now with the Bengals investing heavily in the offensive line this offseason based on what they did last year on the field with that patchwork offensive line. He is given the seal of approval here on the Bengals Booth podcast with Dan Horde and Dave Lapham. Quote, that was the glaring weakness, and man, they didn't waste any time, said Munoz on the podcast. And I was really happy and impressed that they went after Kappa, Karras, and Collins right away and fill that need because so many times – these teams go to the draft. You're bringing in young guys that have to step in. Well, now you've got some guys, some guys, a couple of Super Bowl rings, and the other guys played pretty good, uh, played with a pretty good football team with the Cowboys. So that being said, I'm excited about what's going on. Uh, so uh, you got to go listen to that great podcast. They have obviously great guests and all kinds of different insight there on that show. But um, when Munoz speaks. We all listen, right? And that when he speaks about the offensive line, when he speaks about the state of the Bengals' offensive line, we all listen. So definitely go check out that interview going forward. Now, there was another interview recently, Zach Taylor talking about what sets Joe Burrow apart from other quarterbacks. And this is through Yahoo Sports, this particular link here. So I will share that in the live chats and or if you're watching after the fact you can grab that and this is via chris rolling who is the guy over at Bengals wire uh and and here we go right here quote he's always very prepared so he walks in that day and he's seeing probably what you're about to watch the new stuff you're going to give him it usually makes pretty good sense to him he doesn't hesitate to ask questions and that was through the here the podcast growling show with paul daner jr and jay morrison of the athletic another great Bengals podcast quote i think what great quarterbacks do is they make those around them better they get the full potential out of everyone else i can tell you that i think that sentiment in terms of getting the best out of everybody has always been a staple a you know one of those things that just has defined joe burrow and made him the top pick in this in this year's class yes there are talented players around him but he also has been able to harness that talent he has been able to lead this team and do a lot of different things like just in his second year get them to the super bowl oh by the way coming off a knee injury so that is another great interview that you will want to hear from zach taylor on the hear the uh hear that podcast ground with Jay Morrison and Paul Daner Jr. of the Athletic good stuff there go check that one out. The Bengals tight ends group is a little bit I don't know what you want to call it. There's some there's a lot of promise. There's a lot of uh concern, I guess in some ways with CJ Uzama leaving for the Jets. And now the Bengals bring in Hayden Hurst, and a lot of people are thinking he's going to have a pretty big year here in this offense, even though he may be option number four in the passing game or so. But a lot of people feel that he could be a, a pretty good weapon here. You still have Drew Sample. You got to figure out what's going on with Thad Moss and others. But Hurst and Sample are going to Travis Kelsey's tight end university. They are attending. So one of those player-run camps um out there and they uh it's it's you know th this was 
a couple of days ago here, but you can see here, here's a cool graphic from the uh, tight end university by Sharman. Um, but anyway, they're, uh, they're, they're getting the workouts in and they're getting, uh, they're getting things in and they are learning from one of the best in Travis Kelsey, who, by the way, was a guy that the Bengals faced twice and had, I don't want to say no impact, but maybe a limited impact there based on some things. So at any rate, good to see those guys kind of getting involved and doing the cool graphic of uh true sample there. And obviously Hayden Hurst as well, but they're getting out there and going to one of the most prominent positional pro workouts headed up by one of the best in the business, Travis Kelsey, kind of one of those Manning quarterback camps, Jordan Palmer quarterback summit, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, it's kind of a, a these, these handful of camps that people, former players, current players are running that, you know, are, are getting guys a lot of good workouts and a lot of good exposure and teaching them some things maybe they weren't thinking about. So excited to see maybe the growth of some of the players in that position group and maybe in the case of Hurst, how much more, how many more opportunities he has to potentially be an impact player in this offense. So kind of a fun one here. We've got, uh, we've got a professor, a college professor, an adjunct college professor on the Bengals roster. Have you heard about this? This is on, this is from Bengals Wire again, Chris Rowling here, but Bengals running back Travion Williams is in an adjunct professor role at Texas A&M, his alma mater. And you can see here, he's, it's in the school of law at Texas A&M. And he's going to serve as an adjunct professor, and he's going to co-teach a name, image, and likeness, that NIL athlete advocacy class, alongside Alex Sinatra, sports attorney and sports business consultant. Um, it kind of, I guess, was something that was kind of tongue-in-cheek via social media, and then they kind of linked up, and now he's going to help uh, He's going to help teach that class. And here's kind of the quote uh, from Williams on a podcast of Sinatra's quote your you know the the podcast is called your potential for everything but the quote is with the direction NIL is going and obviously now that athletes can capitalize off their name image and likeness it has to be someone who represents them it has to be someone who understands the ins and outs when it comes down to constructing contracts and doing all of the minute details so it's kind of going to be I'd, I'd like to be a fly on that wall where you can see and hear kind of the dynamic between more of the representation legal side from Alex Sinatra. And then of course you've got kind of the guy who was, you know, not too long ago, a college athlete, now a professional athlete and how that dynamic serves in a, in a class setting. So pretty cool that the Bengals have a player on the team that's going to serve as an adjunct professor going forward in Travion Williams. So um, that is one of the fun kind of more fun headlines surrounding the Bengals here and speaking of headlines this is the happening headline show we do this usually at the beginning of the week every week spinning you through all of the big headlines around the league usually centering centering around mostly around the Cincinnati Bengals because we are a Bengals podcast so we center largely around them but we also get take a little glimpse at what's going on within the division in, in the AFC North and of course some of the bigger headlines around the NFL so you can go around to your jobs, your colleagues, your friends on the golf course, whatever. And you can talk some football and be educated out there by uh, hearing some of the headlines we're running around. So we do a little bit of the legwork for you. Other people do the legwork for us to relay it to you. So, hey, go for it. 
Joe Mixon, Bengals running back, is a guy that has always been, regardless of the state of the Bengals, and he has been on some teams that have struggled. There is no doubt about it. He has been behind some patchwork offensive lines, and that's being kind. But Joe Mixon says, as of today, this was published, the Bengals, quote, might be the hottest thing smoking in the NFL on Sundays. And this is from Kevin Patra of NFL.com. I believe this was a radio interview that Joe Mixon did in just a little bit here. Yeah, here you go right here. Charlie Walter of KPIX was the radio station. To be honest, I feel like we might be the hottest thing smoking in the NFL on Sundays. With the talent we've got and who we added on to this year, I feel like we're bound to have a hell of a season. The best thing about it is we've been there before, and now we know how to get there. We've just got to stick to the basics one week at a time, and that's what's going to happen. So he is excited, and we have talked about for months now, since March, when the Bengals started making these offensive line, yes, the offensive line is going to help Joe Burrow. Yes, the offensive line is going to help the wide receivers, but it is also going to help their big running back who came off a career year last year. It's going to help him immensely. And Joe Mixon has not played behind an offensive line, at least on paper, in the pros, as good as this one that the Bengals are fielding in front of him here. So... He's he's kind of spitting some truth here. Uh, you know, I mean, they've, they've got a lot of talent between the, the trio of wide receivers. Now you add in Hurst, you've got Mixon, and you've got three new starters in the offensive line, potentially four, depending on how that thing works out at left guard. So, you know, you got you to gotta have a good feeling about what Joe Mixon's and really this entire offense is bound to do or about to do in 22 should everybody be healthy and things play out the way that we all hope that they play out. Let's go with this one here. Tyron Matthew giving a little bit of a odd compliment, I guess it's, I don't know. I don't know how people would take this one a little bit here. Tyron Matthew calls Bengals Jamar Chase, Odell Beckham 2.0, and recounting Chase's historic game versus the Chiefs. Quote, I hate to compare people, but he's like Odell Beckham 2.0. So, and this is, I think this was on, yeah, the NFL Top 100 when he describes him here. Um, He said that it was embarrassing in terms of Chase's performance with the uh, 266 yards and three touchdowns in week 17. And then obviously doing more in the postseason as well. It was like, it was tiger on tiger crime. That's how I like to describe it. Obviously talking about LSU tigers and the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, you know, going tiger on tiger crime. They're kind of funny, but I don't know how, how folks and fans would technically feel about that compliment, you know, because Odell Beckham was obviously one of the most exciting players going going in the nfl here and so uh that is something that you know i don't know how that would be received honestly i don't know how to receive that odo beckham was a guy that was like you know the guy for like three years four years in the league got some injuries then obviously has bounced around to a couple teams now now he's got the ring with the rams has had some injuries so i i don't know i it's just uh I don't know. 
it's it, it's hard to take that one because at one point Odell Beckham was kind of the guy. He was the guy at the wide receiver position, and now, um, I you know he's he still hasn't landed a job. And we obviously talked a little bit of Joe B J in our last listener questions live segment. So we'll see what happens here. And of course, before we transition to the rest of the AFC North. We got to give a little bit of love to Mr. Jeff Hobson of bangles.com. Of course, he is too humble to talk about or write about this himself, but Jeff Hobson is to be honored as the co Ohio co-sports writer of the year. And you can find that link on bangles.com. A guy who has for a long time, you can see over three decades of experience in the area has been named the 2021 Ohio Co-Sports Writer of the Year by the National Sports Media Association. Well-deserved, a guy that is one of the nicest in the business. Well, we're going to try and get him on this show. I'd love to have him, but I've talked to him on other shows in the in the past, and he loves sports, loves baseball, loves football, knows a lot about the Cincinnati Bengals, and just a guy who is one of the nicest in the business and does a great job professionally speaking as well. So well-deserved, Mr. Hobson. Happy for him that he is getting that honor as the co-sports writer of the year in the state of Ohio. Very, very cool. And obviously just kind of one of those things that also comes with yet another great, great season with the Bengals. You know, you got you to gotta kind of just keep piling on the accolades. I like it, even if it's on the media side too. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So talking about the Baltimore Ravens now. The Ravens defenders rave about Mike McDonald's comprehensive philosophy. Uh, he is a first-time defensive coordinator. He had previously been with the Ravens. Then he worked with Jim Harbaugh at Michigan recently and then came back to John Harbaugh to take over the defensive coordinator position. But the defenders are liking the philosophy here. And you can see here, this is safety Marcus Williams, who just came over on a big free agency contract. Definitely one of the safety contracts. Bengals fans and the Bengals are watching, quote, he teaches a good defense and he puts it in a way that we're able to learn it. Learn it fast and efficiently so we can come out here and practice and put it together. Right now, it's all about dissecting the defense, learning what you have to do and what we have to do. We don't just play one position. We can play each position. He puts it like that for us so we know everything, really. Patrick Queen sounded off I uh, talking about it's not just anybody focusing on their job right now. It's everybody knowing what everybody has to do. Now, there's there's a fine line to walk with that. Sometimes, you know, some people feel that that causes some overthinking over, you know, kind of the paralysis by overanalysis thing. But others believe that, you know, when you know and you trust what the guy next to you is going to do, obviously, it makes your job a little bit easier and you can kind of understand what's happening all around you. So there's a little bit of give and take with that. Obviously, Patrick Queen, a guy that has had some ups and downs, has had to be moved around a little bit because of responsibilities and all kinds of different things. So 
that is, uh, you know, regardless, uh, sounds like the Ravens players are taking to heart uh, of their, you know, all of the things that their new defensive coordinator is teaching them here. Continuing on with the Baltimore Ravens, here are five returning Ravens who face a pivotal training camp. And this is from Clifton Brown on BaltimoreRavens.com. By the way, the last article was uh, the last article was on Baltimore Beatdown, the Ravens SB Nation site. So you got to go check that one out. This is on the team's official site from Clifton Brown. Um, you see here Dalen Hayes, outside linebacker, Ben Cleveland, a guard and a guy that a lot of Bengals fans wanted in the draft as of last year. Prochet, a guy, a wide receiver that was a late hit, uh, late pick. Um, Justice Hill, running back, Michael Pierce. So these are some of the guys here that Clifton Brown is um, mentioning here in his five returning Ravens who can who face pivotal training camps. So go check out that in the link that I provided there and on BaltimoreRavens.com. Let's move into the Pittsburgh Steelers. By the way, in case you haven't noticed, we're going in order of what we did in terms of our AFC North preview. We started with the Ravens. We went to the Steelers last week with Mike uh, Ike Taylor and Mark Bergen. And now we're going to get to the Cleveland Browns this week coming up here. This is on Behind the Steel Curtain, the SB Nation Pittsburgh Steelers site. And this is 22 is shaping up to be one of the Steelers most fascinating seasons in years. Take that for what you will. I guess there's just a lot of turnover and a lot of different things. Um, you know, <laughs> why fascinating then? Well, those other adjectives also apply. I'm indeed also compelled, excited, and interested in the prospects of the 2022 Steelers. So that's kind of some of the words there. But talking, of course, about quarterback, talking about, um, you know, Brian Flores joining the team and his impact. We've talked about that on this show as well. So uh, just an interesting take on things here from, uh, you know, KT Smith over at behind the steel curtain. So go check that one out. Um, it, it could be one of the most fascinating and really could be one of the more surprising seasons in one of their histories. But as Dan, the man said, it could be that word as well. Fascinating equals dreadful. It could be that too, based on how wobbly those wheels get. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, yeah, at any rate, that's uh, one of the things coming out of some of the behind the steel curtain website and this is on Steelers Depot is a little light on content on Steelers.com there this is on SteelersDepot.com talking about uh, a quote from Kenny Pickett the game's kind of changed and it's kind of talking about how he's excited to show that athleticism obviously he's he had some good running ability in college and whatnot hoping to bring that and excited to show the athleticism in training camp going forward here and this is on the Pat McAfee show that Steelers Depot is relaying this one quote. I think it's definitely an aspect of my game. I'm excited to show talking about that athleticism, scrambling ability. I think the game's kind of changing. You look around the league. A lot of guys are athletic and extend plays. And that's how a lot of big plays happen. That was something coach Whipple really helped my game to keep my eyes down the field and finding receivers and making big time plays. So that's something I'll think I'll definitely use in coach Matt Canada's offense. So, you can find that a uh, little bit of analysis on that at SteelersDepot.com or, of course, the Pat McAfee show with, with the entire interview. Go check that one out. Pretty cool stuff. Kenny Pickett. Some people are thinking there's another article 
on uh, behind the steel curtain where they still think that Pickett, even into the season, will be number three on the depth chart. There was kind of an opinion piece there. We'll see. I don't know what's going to happen there. And, of course, we're going to finish up with the Cleveland Browns. And, man, this team just is not short of headlines. So we're going to share a couple surrounding one specific story. This is from Pro Football Network. Aaron Wilson, a good insider there. Deshaun Watson disciplinary hearing is set for today, Tuesday. Um, And the sources say NFL will push for an indefinite suspension of at least one year. Well, I will give you this link here. And before that, after I give that to you, I will kind of extend off of that second part of that headline with an article on CBS sports that is basically confirming that notion. And I think, let me reread this here. Cause this was pretty new here. Yeah. You can see here at, uh, that they are just recommending that he's going to be serving in a, a suspension of at least a year. We'll see exactly what comes out of that. Um, I will say, I don't know that everybody that covers the Browns, thinks that that's actually going to happen in terms of imposing a full year on Deshaun Watson, um, maybe even beyond that. But the whole point now, it's not just, it's not just, you know, losing Watson for a year. There's the whole fallout of, okay, are you going to roll with Jacoby Brissett because you've burned that Baker Mayfield bridge? Are you going to try and mend that bridge with Baker? If that suspension for Watson goes a lot longer than you anticipated, I don't know. So here is a little bit of another kind of piece of fallout that comes with this. And Baker Mayfield, I think he was running a, a kid's camp recently. Uh, and on Tuesday, he was asked at the camp about if if there's any, if there's any kind of situation wherein he believes that he can come in there and play even if it's for just this year on a contract year. And he kind of just said, I think it's time for both sides are that they are ready to move on. But he does concede that the Browns would need to uh, reconcile. And here's the quote. Quote, I think for that to happen, meaning come back to play there, there would need to have be some reaching out. But we're ready to move on, I think, on both sides. Um, obviously talking about, you know, taking over that spot potentially from Deshaun Watson, should he get that suspension and, and it go, you know, well into this year, the, the Browns, uh, they've got a lot to sort out here. And that's the understatement of the year by saying that they've got a lot to sort out here. And I, I, I think we all were kind of like, why are you hanging on to Baker? Why are you hanging on to Baker? Why are you hanging on to Baker? Well, as the suitors kind of dwindled through free agency and after the draft and all that kind of stuff, I think also they started to kind of read some of the tea leaves a little bit and say, man, Deshaun might be missing more time than six games, eight games or something like that. It could be 10 plus games, maybe a full season based on the NFL potential recommendation at the hearings this week. So, uh, you know, that may be why, I mean, aside from not getting what they wanted after picking Baker number one overall just a few years ago, but that may be why they've hung on to him in part is because it's like, well, we, we may need another contingency plan here and we'll see what happens. But, you know, 
I I find it hard to believe that Baker would play for the Cleveland Browns this year based on everything that's transpired. But if you know Baker, think back to the 2018 season when he was a rookie and when Hugh Jackson was on the Bengals sideline after leaving the Browns, Marvin picked him up and Baker really took it to the Bengals that year and was going over there and getting in Hugh's face and all kinds of different things. Um, you know, he, he may be up and down. He may be this and that, um, maybe a little hot-headed, but he is a guy who plays with a chip on his shoulder often. And sometimes it seems to be, uh, it seems to, oftentimes it seems to work for him. And oftentimes it seems to work for him against the Bengals. Because if you look at the whole OBJ thing last year, that was another deal where, you know, the Browns took it to the Bengals again, that uh, even last year uh, with the OBJ deal going on. So that is definitely something to keep watching. Um, it's just, it seems like something that just has drug out throughout the spring and summer and hopefully some form of a resolution. Cause it gets tiresome to talk about it. I'm sure as Browns fans and those who cover the Browns, it's very tiresome to talk about. So hopefully there's some sort of resolution there and um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just have to see what happens, but at any rate, let's move on. Some big news around the NFL. And this is one to monitor in terms of T Higgins potentially and others, um, I mean, Terry McLaurin's is the commander's number one guy. So, you know, well, Higgins is kind of one B uh, in Cincinnati, but he did agree on Tuesday to a three-year extension worth up to $70 million. So this is something that's going to kind of reset the market a little bit. Three-year extension worth $23.3 million per year in new money. Uh, and that is per Ian Rappaport. The deal comes with a total of $53.15 million in guarantees. That's a big number right there. $34.6 million fully guaranteed upon signing and a $28 million signing bonus. Um, he was set to enter the final year of his contract with a base salary of $2.79 million. And, um, you know, he's a guy that's been quietly pretty good. So uh, he, he earned the bag there and got it. We'll see how this impacts maybe Bengals players in the future and others, but um, he got he got the money there. So McLaurin signs a big extension to stay with the commanders there. I want to just bring this back up. I feel like I've shared this a couple of times on this show, which I know I have, but you know, it just kind of keeps changing a little bit. 14 players still available after Rob Gronkowski retires the top 101 free agents as put out by Greg Rosenthal of NFL.com. And you can see here Odell Beckham tops that list. Dwayne Brown, an offensive tackle, closing in on the age of 40. Trey Flowers, a defensive end, closing in on 30 years of age. J.C. Treader still out there, interior offensive line. We talked about Will Fuller on this program as well as potentially wide receiver four out there. He's got a PED suspension, a personal issue, and a broken finger, uh, causing him to miss time with Miami last year. But, uh, you know, there's all kinds of different stuff going on there. You've also got Julio out there, uh, Anthony Barr also out there. So a lot of different veterans still out there and topping that list and some big names out there, obviously now at this point in their careers and where teams are right now, it's kind of rental deal and or, you know, contingency plan from an injury or other kinds of issues. So uh, things to think about there. Now, this is a little bit of a, I don't know, there's all these arbitrary lists, and I don't want to say they're slights or not slights or whatever. This is from Bucky Brooks, the guy who's been around and covered the league for a long, long time. I will give you the headline. I will give you the link. 
on NFL.com, five scariest quarterbacks entering 2022 NFL season. And guess what? Your boy, Joe Burrow, was not one of those five scariest quarterbacks. A lot of guys he played against were last year. Patrick Mahomes topping the list. Josh Allen on there. You can see there. So he is not one of the scariest. Aaron Rodgers still on there. I won't give you the whole five. You got to go on there and check it out. But um, he is not. Joe Burrow is not known in Bucky Brooks's book as one of the top five scariest quarterbacks in the league. Well, neither is this next guy, but he was a number one overall pick a year after Joe Burrow. That is Trevor Lawrence. And I guess file this one a little bit under no duh, but uh, Jaguars Trevor Lawrence praises new leadership of Doug Peterson. And I will pin this in the live chat, the link here for you all. He's building that trust of this team. And obviously Peterson, a bit more of a stable presence as opposed to the urban Meyer debacle that was, throughout most of last year with Jacksonville. And Lawrence is pretty excited about things. Quote, we're building towards something special. It's been great. Just the way Doug interacts with the team, the way he leads. I think personality-wise, we're similar. We got along well. We get along well. Our demeanors are very similar. Obviously, he played quarterback. He's won a Super Bowl as a player and as a coach, so he knows how to get there. He knows how to do it. I think that's really important to have a leader like that. So Trevor Lawrence, pretty, pretty psyched about his new head coach, in Jacksonville. That's going to do it for us on the happening headlines for right now. Thanks for sticking with us in summer. Keep it to cincyjungle.com for all your news, opinions, analysis, podcasts, all kinds of stuff. We've got some more news and updates coming for you on that front that we can't wait to share with you. So we'll be getting that to you. And of course, all kinds of cool stuff on our show with big guests. Um, you know, interviews, all kinds of different things. We're going to bring you all kinds of different things. So keep it to our podcast on your favorite audio streamer, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all of the major ones. We are there. And then, of course, YouTube. You can, for our specific one, the Orange and Black Insider, you can click that to subscribe and the bell to be notified when we go live, when new content is available. You can also thumbs up the Cincy Jungle Facebook page along with about 80,000 other people. So go do that and you can get all kinds of links to the stories there. You can go like or follow the Cincy Jungle Twitter account. I don't know what we're at there. 30,000, 35,000. I don't know. Go uh, go follow us where you can. And we appreciate all the support that you show this show, that you show the website. Can't wait to keep bringing you all kinds of coverage throughout the year, throughout the summer, all kinds of stuff. Take care. We'll see you tomorrow with some more coverage. Take it easy. Mm-hmm.